0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16 Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Per usual, I am AJ Kierens. I am your host on this artistically hoppy, malty, watercolored, brushed, designed, Minimal, modernist, sculpted, designed, drawn, sketched. Photoshopped, illustrated. So many different mediums, so many different paths. And hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully as you hold that beer in your hand next time or today or while you're listening. You look at it and you say, wow. An artist worked really hard to bring this to life, to make this special, to make this unique. And if that happens, if that happens once, A, we'd love to hear about it. That would be great. But we're doing our job. Nothing brings me more pleasure than introducing you to some of these great artists from around the country. And I am happy to now be able to say from around the world. As I mentioned on last week's episode, I was most recently in Amsterdam. And it was an amazing experience. I love Holland. I love the Dutch. I think they're great people. I may or may not have shared previously, uh, between 2008 and 2009, I was blessed uh, to live in Rotterdam on three different occasions, have my own apartment for about six to eight weeks each time, live right there near the city center, this really kind of engulfed myself in in Dutch life. So, it is a special place for me, it was nice to be in Amsterdam, hadn't spent as much time there. As places like Delft and The Hague and Roddy and all that stuff, so it was really great to go there. Had the pleasure of going to the Van Gogh Museum, also went to Como or is it Moco? We'll just say Como, where they had an amazing Banksy and Dolly exhibit. Got to see that up close and personal. We shared some of that with you on the Facebook page. If you haven't got a chance to check that out, it was really nice to be up close and personal with those. I've always admired those. Love the edge to those. Love the the message. I love the risk. I mean, the street art, just I think it's really great. And I've always, you know, found it interesting. One of my favorite stories is the the Banksy selling his artwork in Central Park for, you know, forty, fifty bucks for some pieces that cost, you know, thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. Obviously, art is subjective. Whatever price you put on that, that makes you happy. And that is doing its job But on this week's episode I'm really excited to introduce to you To an artist Who really helped Me Think about things differently And not that I was you know, having a writer's block Or was, was stumbling with, with, with ideas But just in looking at his work And having these conversations with Max Max Toth MaxToth.com T-O-T-H.com who does the artwork for Black Hog Brewing Company right here in Connecticut. It was just really interesting to hear how he spoke of things, how, you know, rites of passage, um, you know, tribal masculinity, the, the communal aspect of food and beer. It was just something when I walked away, with it. Felt, I felt different in a good way. It's one I've been looking forward to sharing with you for, for a long time now. I hope you had an opportunity to check out what we did on the website, 16ozcanvas.com. 16ounceCanvas.com is the website. You can also find us on Instagram and our other social media platforms. But in doing that, it was really nice to to dive in and explore. You know, our trampoline talk is really personal to me. And just thinking about the times with, you know, as an older brother, as a father, you know, a husband. All those types of things really kind of was just really, really powerful for me. So I'm hoping that you're going to enjoy this talk that we had with Max. Um, Learn a little bit more about his process. You know, learn a little bit more about yourself, maybe. Who knows? But Max is a great artist. He was great to speak to. I don't want to spoil it all for you. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to bring to you Max Toth right here on this 16-ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast enjoy so welcome everyone to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas once again per usual I am your host AJ Kierens and on this week's episode I am proud to introduce Max Toth joining us from Connecticut so Max thank you so much for making the time
1: thanks and for Ma- having me pleasure to be here
0: yeah Max's uh, world famous for his work at Black Hog here located in Connecticut. So it's really close to where I live I'm down the road in Shelton so it was really even better you know more excited to have you be you know, be part of the the endeavor here. so thanks so much for making the time today, Max.
1: My pleasure. I like what you guys are doing. I'm happy to be here.
0: Excellent yeah so so basically like I said, you know we talked about we're just trying to learn a little bit more about you as an artist. obviously, you know we can touch on the work you've done with the brewery but uh the cool part if you go to, to max's website you know max is kind of doing artwork in different mediums and it's really interesting max so it's M-A-X-T-O-T-H.com. we'll have all that information up on the website so so uh yeah max give us a little give us a little overview of yourself you know well, how'd you you know start you know your art your art career or just kind of your love of art and we'll kind of just take it from there
1: uh, so, I've um, always been oriented towards the arts and from a pretty young age. I've uh, drawn my entire life and started painting a little bit later. And uh, I moved to Connecticut for uh, a master's program and graduated with a relationship with a great artist, in, with a great uh, gallery in New York. And so I've been a working professional artist since 2005 or six, um, graduated in 2006, but we were actually, a, we were very lucky. Uh, at the time there was a big bubble for collect, uh, art collectors were really focusing on, uh, emerging artists out of, out of right out of grad school. And so I was able to, uh, I benefited from that. In fact, um, uh, Gallerist, a really well-known and, and well-respected gallerist, just passed away, I think, three days ago, uh, named Jack Tilton, who was the guy who really gave a lot of us our first shot. And there's been a lot of people from that class who have gone on to do great things Are still uh, kicking ass in their career. And, and uh, he put us in a show called School Days, which is something like uh, an open studios, but in a gallery, which was not typical at, at that time. And, and so with that nod, it really helped a lot of us. And so we a lot of us graduated in a good position. And I've been showing since then with the fine art. Um, I grew up in uh, advertising in a graphic design family. My father uh, owned and ran a, his own design firm. And, and so I knew just enough Photoshop to kind of get myself in trouble and uh, was mostly just using it to, uh, help create reference images for paintings and drawings. Um, and, uh, I decided to stay in New Haven after graduating because I already had the relationship with the gallery. So I didn't need to go out of New York to kind of hunt that up. And, um, I was making really large paintings at the time, like eight foot squares were very normal and they would go up to 12 to 15 feet wide. And actually at first I had no, no sense of reality. And so I hadn't even thought about doorways and things, which then became something I was more aware of later. Uh, So some were even bigger and new Haven allowed me a studio that I could afford. And that would make, I can make multiples of those paintings at one time, which is usually how I like to work is kind of bouncing from one to the other in case you hit a, say you know you get a block on one where you you keep messing it up or can't figure out a way out you know work on something else and come back to it fresh so that's what kind of kept me in New Haven and once I was staying in New Haven uh Jason Sobosinski was moving back to New Haven around then he was um born I believe in New Haven or at least raised in, in in New Haven area New Haven County and he'd gone up to BU to get a degree i think on providence first and he was finishing his uh post-grad degree at, at bu and he came back to new haven to his home to open a cheese shop and uh, a restaurant that i believe is part of the business plan to make that cheese shop work which has since become one of the best restaurants in all of um, new haven or even anywhere near new haven and so one of my favorite places to be and so when he was moving back a, a high school buddy of his i think i also went to undergrad with him was a friend of mine here we worked together on a on a part-time job and he told me that uh, he thought i would love jason that both of us really loved food it was kind of where a majority of our spending money went uh anytime i got a little you know made a sale on a painting we often go out to try to you know experiment or go to some good restaurant that we couldn't afford normally and i really like to eat a lot and so so does jason has a similar uh approach to things and so we were introduced when he was opening his restaurant and we would go there on the pretense of helping because he was doing a lot of it himself as far as standing down and building out the the space converting it from what it had been before and i think we rarely actually did any help we would often drink whatever samples he had uh dropped off as he was trying to figure out the menu and eat whatever he was uh practicing with and it was a great time And so we became really good friends and um that helped a ton because that was sort of the bond where i don't really do at this point i'm i don't consider myself a commercial Artist, I still do the fine art work, and that's still where a lot of my focus is. Um, but I do projects with Jason. I think that his um, approach to food and and restaurants or business in general is something that I wholeheartedly believe in. I mean, like he doesn't do any advertising; he just does charity work because he knows they'll get some kind of press, but then he can actually use that time to help and use that press to benefit somebody else. And, uh, I've never seen him, you know, shirk a plate or a menu or any type thing, uh, with quality just to try to make a couple extra dollars. And he is just such a student of doing it, you know, the best way and understands that, uh, food, I think, is actually really important. Food's where a lot of us come together, and so it's it's the it's the centerpiece of the thing that brings a lot of us together, and beer does the same thing, and that's, I think, part of the reason of the great success of this, you know, craft beer explosion that we're in. It's, uh, it's not just, it's, you know, a couple of us can get together at the end of the night and have a beer, uh, but then with all these different breweries popping up, it's becoming a great talking point and trading point, and, you know, have you had tried so-and-so, or have you seen this other can, and it's a lot of fun to get together over. So Jason and I did a couple different things. I did uh, a logo or two for him because it was something kind of easy for me to sketch up. Um, and then when Black Hog was, so that was a while ago. And then when Black Hog was launching, uh, he and his brother, Tommy and Tyler are, are the heart of Black Hog. And then they have Justin, who's this incredible uh, young ex Army Ranger, who was a brewer at the brewery that they ended up buying and taking over, and they kept him on, and he's a huge part of it as well. He's really wonderful, and all those guys are really great, and they all know their side of the world really well. Like Jason is amazing at business and great relationships with farmers that get us great quality, you know, farm fresh ingredients from as you know as close as we can get. Or wherever we can get him, and tommy is great with uh, all the books and, and all the computers and really you know he, he does not seems to never get tired uh no matter how much work they put on him and tyler obviously came from uh smutty nose and knows his shit man he's a ton of fun uh he makes it seem so accessible he, he is uh a complete pleasure to be around especially because i didn't come in having a ton of beer not i mean i, I drank beer and I've worked as bars as I sold beer, but I didn't know about, you know, a lot about the 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 chemical, the, chem- the chemistry of it, and the science, the makeup. And so he's able to make that really accessible and fun, and I think he makes really delicious beer. And then, like I said, Justin was this addition that I think was kind of uh, luck, and he is now part of that, that core crew. And uh, now we have we've started to get other people who are becoming equally important. Marissa has been really great. And so, but in that beginning stage, a lot of those guys, uh, they do what they do and they do it really well. And none of them are aesthetic guys. Like they are, uh, they all have good taste, and they all have their tastes, but, uh, so they offered me some ownership shares, um, to be, to do the logo and the core few cans and, I don't know. I think at the beginning, I thought that was going to be it. And, you know, maybe a thing here and there. And, uh, it's turned out that I'm doing black hog work, uh, almost every week and kind of happily. I mean, you know, sometimes not a ton and sometimes I'm not in a full hole with on the laptop, even when I'm traveling for other work, just sitting there I was in Atlanta recently. And, uh, I would come home from whatever else I had to do and I would just try to do, you know, we're doing a collaboration, uh, 16 ounce can and, and so that had to get done and it was a blast to do. So that's, that's, that's what brought me to this point. And so now I'm, I'm just, I'm in and, uh, it's, it's nice to be working with guys who believe equally and I completely believe in them. And so, uh, it's been a blast. They throw different challenges at me or, or whatever. And, we
0: get it done that's great that's I mean I I couldn't ask for a better I mean that was that was an amazing way you told the whole story and all came together (laughs) I was kind of you know on edge it was good yeah I appreciate that's really exciting no cuz I think because I was I was trying to figure out uh, I mean that's always my favorite part or one of them is is the the how like how did you come together you know and it's everyone's been different you know this friend of a friend (laughs) this person hit me up on social. I ran into this guy. I was doing a sketch. I mean, it's, it's been, you know, it's been great. And so I was definitely, um, was really curious, especially, you know, given the, you know, the artistic, um, you know, of, of the cans and, and the, the art, you know, knowing your background. And yeah, I was going to say, you know, if you go to max and you compare it to the, the cans it's very different but you know so the fact that you said you don't really do commercial work that was that was definitely of of curiosity to, to me and i was wondering oh I, I wasn't sure then you said you were part owner you know have ownership uh stakes so that i was like oh is this going to be he just only did a few of these cans because i was you know the hog water and a few other ones i was gonna i was curious about that. Looked very similar you know had that a little more artistic um vibe to them so i was excited to, to very happy ending to the story, is it? or at least the the chapter, because the story is not over yet. But yeah. yeah,
1: totally. And so I've I've tried to be very aware of not I attempt to to not uh, cross the brands. So yeah, I try. I, so I try to be aware of kind of my line quality and compositional choices that happen in the fine art world, and not to just go one to one with the cans. I mean, I, it, you kind of can't anyway. Um, it's such a different medium and uh, object that the work comes out very different. Um, but I've tried to talk with the guys and get input and see what they do like and work through ideas. Um, I think that some, obviously like relational aesthetics uh, or aesthetic or whatever relations exist. And it's obviously, it's still my sensibility. So I think that there will be some overlap, but um yeah i've tried to keep those two things sort of separate and to problem solve each can in a way that makes it you know we've often come up with an idea that seems the most logical for a can um, and then upon working with it it's not actually what i think the most dynamic um, option is and so i'll usually give them a couple and almost every time they're willing to go with whatever uh, I, I, I think is right. I mean, they have, they have input. They're not just, uh, passively saying, go for it without looking, but there's a lot of, uh, faith I think that goes both ways. The same way that I I'm always confident that the hooch they're putting in the cans is going to be incredible. So, uh, it ends up being a really easy conversation sort of between us and Jason, because we do work so closely together and have over different projects and different things, uh, is is more kind of acutely aware of that it's a really easy conversation with him so
0: yeah well, well great now given your background you know I, I ask this question every time and i think it, at first when i was coming up with the questions i think it was more me trying to you know i definitely would be uh open that my my background is not in art i just i just this is something i just found i thought was really important and really interesting but the the aesthetic question um how would you describe your aesthetic you know your your fine art aesthetic versus your, I guess your commercial aesthetic? Uh,
1: that's a very it's good a terrible question. Qu- and I, I, that was no, a good no, question. It's, okay. It's I think it's
0: a terrible really question because it's always, it's, it's always awkward.
1: Changing. So my fine work has been changing and, um, pretty heavily over the last couple of years. Um, so originally I would do uh, the, 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 the basis for it is still the same. My investigation that, that really motivates me is, um, I really love coming of age rights throughout uh, cultures and how that reflects ideas of both masculinity and the culture in the games that children uh, come up with to sort of test bravery and loyalty and the things in, in, that they engage with that create that tribal bonding and create an idea of what um, uh, masculinity or manhood might be. Uh, and I really like how then been juxtaposing different cultures and how they uh, either relate or don't. And so that's the subject matter of the, of the fine artwork. And then aesthetically, traditionally that has been uh, a lot of images of youths at play, it's usually with some level of danger, but not often actually that dangerous. A lot of, you know, fireworks and, and the stuff that kids get up, get into. And um, that's it's usually around a, a coming, a, a, a moment of, of, of a years or age where Physicality starts to become very different. You're starting to become strong and and fill out a little bit and uh, see your own strength and, and challenge rules a little bit. And so, uh, for me, that that has really worked well with with moments of abstraction uh, contained by some moments of reality. And I have a very particular line work. Um, I I realized uh, in school a big moment for me was when. I realized that I think in line and not in color. And so not that I'm colorblind and don't think in color, but that I don't think about like light versus dark making the line, which I think is how a really great painter often thinks. Um, they're creating their lines through the, the the, um, the planes of the objects or whatever they're dealing with. And I think in almost like outline or, or in, in really linear. And so um, When that realization hit and I freed myself from painting more traditionally, my work started to get much, much, much better. Uh, And that came a little bit later. It came actually in the very beginning, thankfully, of grad school. And once that happened, I was sort of off to the races as far as uh, creating the bodies of work that you would see when when you look anything up. Um, For the cans, we're still playing, and and the guys have been really great, too, about being – flexible and working with like we don't have a a completely rigid uh, you know it has to have this this and this and obviously we have the hog and the pig references that come from the fact that we use our spent grain to feed local farm pigs and then the farmers give us two pigs to roast every year uh and they're berkshire uh, pigs which are often black and they're you know supposedly some of uh the most delicious and so Um, that's where the black hog name came from. And and this, you know, Jason, when he started, like I said, he had these relationships with these farmers through his restaurant already. And he really was important to him, uh, to have this be something that's, that's, you know, on sustainable and and interacting with community. And so, um, but that being said, we didn't really want to become just the pig brand. I mean, we accept that this is what we named ourselves and therefore, we are okay with it being on there. You know, even when there's not an outright pig, uh, on the can, we do often try to make some sort of, you know, subtle reference or sometimes we'll hide things as a ghost Rider um, uh, brewery release 16 ounce that came out recently that had these little pigs, you know, kind of hidden throughout the the flaming head. That was a, that was an ode to, uh, a couple of us our are, are comic book nerds. I mean, it's where I learned to draw. And so, um and so for hog so yeah for the black hog i try to approach each can um and like i said sort of just make it as dynamic as possible i think about what what would i want uh what would be attractive to me what speaks to um what's in the can uh so like what kind of ale are they doing and what are they putting in there recently we're working you know right now uh, i think we just proofed yesterday so i don't know when it would be out probably a month or so uh a a passion fruit um new england ipa and so trying to depict the passion fruit ended up being a lot uh harder than i thought The flower is super intricate the fruit itself is actually disgustingly mucusy if you look in it which is not really easy to graphic you know and since the original cans um I, you know, I, like I said, like we've talked about, this is not something that I've done before and and even doing commercial work is not something that I'm savvy about. And so there's been a lot of learning on the job. And so those initial cans were almost all, so if you look at the Easy Rider, uh, the Ginger Ninja, the Granola Brown, and then even actually the Swag uh, was done at the same time, uh, though it didn't get released at the same time. Um, There's a lot of, watercolor involved it was a way for me uh to paint smaller i tend to you know in my own paintings i work much larger and so i you know i do a lot of oil paint i really like uh working with oil and what that gives me as far as characteristics of the oil and being able to you know layer and play with colors and play with texture uh and i couldn't do that it wasn't uh it made no sense for me to take that much time to do something Uh, that would be so small. But watercolor, I really love. I love that it is delicate and it is pretty, but you can make it kind of gross and you can do, I really like that it's a little bit outside of your control, at least the way that I like to do it, where you get uh, things bleeding into one another. And I think that you get an aesthetic that I really enjoy out of the lack of control uh, and playing with that line of control, and lack of control. So those original cans are all watercolor and ball has done a really great job of, of, being able to print those. Um, but it was a bit of a bear. And uh, we went through a lot. You know, we flew out to Denver to proof the cans. It was a two-day process. And we went through a lot. And these guys were great. I mean, they really liked the work. And and uh, so they were super supportive and, and, and helped troubleshoot. I didn't even know what was possible. So there were times where I was kind of willing to, you know, thought that that's the best they could do and take it. And they weren't. And that was awesome to work with. And so we got those cans dialed in. But after that process, I realized it's not cost effective for us, especially for smaller runs. And so I've, I've been trying to, um, I, I don't know if we'll be doing that much more watercolor. I kind of doubt it. I've also been able to find other ways to do it. And so my line work comes in again, but I use the line kind of differently. On a large scale, you can undulate your um, line thickness and, and sort of where it disappears I find more. And so I, I like that play of uh, uh, in the fine art, where on the smaller cans, um, partially because of space and then partially because of the graphic nature of the work, but like you don't want something, like you want it to be attractive. And this is true for both. Uh, you want it to be attractive from far away and up close. And something that I found in the fine art world uh, is that you want, I actually think it's three viewing distances. There's um, far away, uh so if you're like walking past the room and it's on the other side of the room that you're walking past and you just catch it out of the corner of your eye you want someone you want it to catch that person's uh eye and that's actually the same viewing distance as representation so if it's printed you know really small it's going to be kind of the same thing you want them just to catch their attention middle ground is sort of your normal viewing distance i would say you know six feet or so five feet you're able to take the whole piece in um clearly what it is or at least what's being presented and maybe needs a little bit more inspection and then up close which is uh you know that's where for me i try to hide all this little detail in there on the fine artwork uh to pay off somebody who takes that much time because a lot of the time in the art world you people are just blowing by things and you only get one shot you're not going to get someone who's usually going to spend that much time with it um and i think that's true of a lot of you know uh artistic creation is there's, there's just so much out there that it's, it's very hard to give that much time to everything so in the cans it's kind of similar i mean you know you have to you have them in the liquor store around all these other cans so you need to have that quick grab you know something that stands out something that's different and then um i'm not quite sure maybe you don't have the middle section uh but then you want the can in somebody's hand to continue to pay off and to continue to be exciting and and um and to be iconic towards black Hawk. And one of the things that we've kind of all sat back and trust in is that as long as I keep this being sort of a, a singular vision behind it all um, for now, they'll kind, of, they'll kind of look like they all belong together, hopefully, but that's something that I'm still learning and hoping to figure out And we try to get better with each sort of round of cans that we design.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think with the can the, the the payoff, right? I think the fact that it's cylindrical and so you have to if, if if the view take the time to make it so it's not just that front facing image that you you know right like Definitely. like with the like the easy rider right you have the the bike on the front but then you have the you know the biker on the back like you know that's that's an extra layer of detail that makes that full you know. A lot of folks yeah. say that because of the can and how it, the layout is. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the things you'll see is with the cans is when folks are, you know, in the age of Instagram and just kind of f- trying to take photos to to share it is that a lot of times you have to line up two or sometimes three cans to fully show the whole piece. And it's that do I give up? Do I go with the wrap or do I try to make it, you know, front front facing in that Definitely. That, that area I have? And so I think that's a that's an interesting choice. And, and when when I notice that, you know, it, it's more than just that, you know, one panel, so to speak, in the front, it, it's definitely a nice payoff.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I yes, I think you're exactly correct. And uh, so what I've been trying to learn how to do is make that front panel really pop, but then I I can't uh, live with letting everything else just fall away. So I always play with the whole thing, um, but am trying to learn how to create that uh
0: that that pop as well yeah i really yeah when you said about the up close and kind of like the payoff i think that's that's a really you know great way and my you know, great way to look at it at least i mean obviously for, for me it has me you know interested and especially looking at your work on the site going back to what you your saying before about the the children and the coming of age and you know, the different games they play as a father you know the the pieces that stood out most to me were the kind of the trampoline pieces Uh, obviously you know i I don't know all of your your work but we we previously had a trampoline in our backyard so that those pieces are very relatable for me a little stressful and so but uh (laughs) they're definitely yeah yeah, that's so you're talking about adventure i was like yeah we we had it It was it was gifted to us by somebody who was moving and it was it was a massive one so it's comparable to the would well, actually be being a little larger if you were to take your trampoline to scale, or I guess scale yeah. it down because it's a massive piece. But it was one of the most stressful things. Like I'm, I'm not a very conservative. I'm pretty laid back, and but when those kids were on the trampoline, it was one of the most exciting slash stressful things of of my day. So,
1: oh yeah, I mean, as kids, we had one too growing up. There's four of us. I was the oldest, and uh, my brother, we had sisters that were in the middle. They're twins, and then uh, my brother is six years younger than me. And we would play a game uh where he would get dressed in his full hockey gear minus the skates and <laughs> come onto the trampoline and uh we would see who could knock each other off like fifteen times in a row or something, or like best of twenty it was like some game and some number chosen where you essentially just pummeled each other and 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 uh catapulted each other off of the trampoline as, as, until you were exhausted, because there was no way to reach the number that we had set for what would be a win, and it would just be like grabbing face masks with him in midair and launching him off and double kicks to the chest. It was it was a uh, it was a lot of fun, but it was totally insane.
0: Right, exactly. It was yeah the the kid version of like American Gladiator. It's, yeah, yeah just, exactly. And my kids weren't strong enough to. F- they hadn't fully figured out the double bounce yet, like where you can springboard. And <laughs> and, I, and I, but I just knew. I just knew the second that that was discovered that I was just going to be hearing like gut wrenching screams. So I just definitely, you know, yeah. yeah.
1: And then, and then when you realize how you can also not just double bounce, but so you could steal their balance, so their legs just go out from them. Is is yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, or yeah,
0: or blow out a knee, like where the knee <laughs> buckles exactly. in. Like you, you know, like like my entire childhood was like the rare like if something was going to happen. Like found the skateboard in the garage, or trying to teach my brother. Or just trying to look cool as the big brother, and so I was like, "Oh, this is what you do." And it was like a big, one of the big fatter, like ninety skateboards, and you know, I fell off, and I just, I just like, I completely broke my ankle, like just not even like, just, <laughs> and it was just like engulfed in pain, and I was like, and so I just every like thing that could go wrong, like you know, would go wrong. In in university, I had friends, you know, and we were in the quad, and they were like, their room was facing out, and so there was like an apple tree or some odd fruit. And I was just like, you know, we'd always just like throw it up to kind of get their attention. What do you know? I throw it and it goes shatter, like straight through the wind. Like, it was just like, so So I just knew like the universe was going to be like, because I came at one time, my son was like, his leg was like hanging through a spring. Like if he had been an inch or two the other way, he would have fallen right on his face. So I was like, right. uh, so so I just stealthily put it on Craigslist, you know, one day when I knew it and just, and just kind of, they came home one day and it was like, Where is it? And I was like, Oh, it's the winter time. You know, we, we put it away. And I still get like a couple sad moments of, Daddy, you, you took that from us. But, you know, I can go, I can take them to a gymnastics place and they can do it where if they fall, it's a soft right. cushion.
1: Yeah, I've heard about these places. They sound incredible and, and at this age, kind of exhausting. But yes.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough because you're torn. Like, you, you know, you're not there for your yourself. But you're like, Oh, you know, I can you know, you kinda of justify it like you're kind of parenting while you're there, but you're really just kinda of like wanting to bounce just as much as the kid, you know? Like Right. So it's good. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. But Yeah, so that's the stuff it? that
1: I love. I love those stories and I I think that, you know, we all have them and I think that they what I really think is I think they're 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 much richer than we think. I think we see them as like anecdotes, but they have a lot of lessons involved. I mean even just pain tolerance, right? From that stuff that like you learn and you're going to be all right. You can live with that kind of pain, you know? And so that, and you're going to, you're, you're going to work again and the parts are going to work again. And there's like a way to take care of it. And there's, there's thresholds to be like, all right, this is something you need to address. and This is something you don't need to address. And, um, and, you know, even brother stuff, like your brother realizes you don't know everything. Like that's an important lesson <laughs> for younger people, you know, in this form for young, young people to realize that about adults too. And so, I mean that a lot of these moments have have th- those important little seeds in them, which is why I find them so fascinating.
0: And I yeah, and it's and it's interesting because I said just the way you were speaking on it when you know, as I was just listening, it was very you know I, it did make me think a lot you know kind of those rites of passage moments and to your point like if I like now my ankles aren't like a hundred percent but like I'm an adult so there's very few things that it impacts but like if I roll an ankle it's like oh okay. Like it right. just all of a sudden it calibrates that level of pain. It's like, well, that's only like a two, like I've had like a nine, you know, where right. I, you know,
1: exactly. I'm
0: crawling. And so it's like, all right, you know And everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, but like, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and like, that's going right. to work itself out. Right. Yeah. And what I really like about, again, I keep focusing on these trampoline ones, but I really like this because the, the way you're yeah, describing your, speaking, I mean,
1: your lines directly. So, yeah, uh, it just,
0: it, but it also like the, the family, like they're not, they're not silhouettes, but, like, they're not so descript that, you know, they can be anybody, which I really like, too. I think that kind of plays on the, you know, kind of the memory kind of Kickstarter. So I do. Yeah, I do see that. Mm-hmm. All right. We're back. You're listening to 16 Ounce Canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. As I said before, my name is AJ, and you're listening to episode number 17 17 wonderful episodes. We are just getting started in our second 12-pack of artists. We will be having our announcement, finalizing our last artist for the third 12-pack. But it is super exciting that we are at this point. If we go out to the map, if we look at the calendar, how far out that takes us with three 12-packs. That gets us right up until my birthday in November Mark it down now, November 18th is the birthday, the big 3-9, it's exciting, it's all happening, but hopefully you're enjoying this episode, I really dig what Max says, it's very natural, this is one of the episodes that, as an interviewer, not only did I find Max to be very interesting, which I think is obvious from the connection there, But it brought me to a point where it allowed me to be comfortable with empty space. You might notice when I speak or my diction or how I present that I try, and it's by design, not to completely ramble on or have a large amount of words back to back. There might be some pauses, allow for the conversation or just in between to evolve and so you'll notice with a lot of the questions with Max and I, it was really a lot, really a lot for me, or gave me the opportunity to kind of sit back and let it stir and kind of go from there because Max was really, you know, articulate. He was really able to present some new ideas and concepts to us that got me thinking. And so I realized at times, and I do apologize in some episodes in the past. That if I stop or I interrupt, even just simple things like, right, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That those are kind of like stops. Those are points in time where I interrupt the flow. And in doing that, we might miss an opportunity to learn something new. So for all you folks out there, it's okay. if you're talking to somebody, there's okay for there to be space. It's okay for you to allow for things to kind of just you know enjoy the emptiness. So hopefully you take that away. I do it's something I've been working on, you know, not only here, but professionally, allowing conversations to brew without there being pauses, you'd say awkward pauses, but there doesn't have to be, so hopefully that's a good, interesting, you know, fun little fact for you. I really enjoyed talking to Max, we're just getting started, this is one of our longer interviews, so I'm excited to, to have that for you. I to give you a little behind the scenes, behind the curtain, what we normally do, I have about ten questions, uh, I believe, and I, just to make it less improvisational, I'm not trying to catch these artists, you know, off base or kind of surprise them, I, I share the questions with them. We may not get to all of them, but typically I have ten questions and if all goes as planned, I can work all ten in, steer the conversations or based on things that we discuss, hop into 10 questions and kind of hop out. With Max, I think I realized we were about an hour, maybe an hour 15 in there, and I only got in about three, maybe four of the questions. And so I do believe, you know, we could have got talking and kept going. I think we probably could have talked for a couple hours. And so that's exciting. You know, going to try to maybe, you know, connect in 3D some, you know, there's some... Fun, interesting ways we're talking about connecting later on in the interview, which I think you'll get a kick out of or a shot out of. But, yeah. So I really enjoyed talking to, to Max. Remember, MaxToth.com. He is the, the visionary behind Black Hog's labels, the art there, Black Hog Brewing Company in Connecticut. And you're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas. So check us out on Instagram. Give us some love in the hashtags. Some of you are following directions. Pound, hashtag, tic-tac-toe, one, six, OZ, Canvas. I think by default, you yeah, have about 20 to maybe 30 hashtags per picture. So if you're listening, give us one of your hashtags. Just give it to us. Give it to us. One, six, OZ Canvas. Some of you are following directions, and for that, we applaud you. But we thank you very much for listening. It really means a lot to us. This is going better than I could have imagined, and we have a lot of things that we're trying to make happen in the future. So don't go anywhere. Check us out each and every week. Tell a friend. Share our posts forward retweet we're trying to get a little more active in the twitter twitter sphere instagram's kind of home base for us 16 oz canvas but regardless thank you very much It means a lot to us you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast where we help introduce you to those artists who bring your favorite beers and breweries to life so here we go part two max toth right here 16 ounce canvas enjoy and then to your to your other point about the cans and them I, I do like the fact that it's not like just a hundred like all pigs all the time. Like I think that's really I think that's really good. I I think that there's, there's like there's two styles. Like I think that there's a subtle subtly using of pigs. Like I like I keep going back. I really like the hog water. Like that that's not with your watercolors. That's that's done differently than the other ones?
1: Uh yes. That one's done. I've also I so I finally I've realized <laughs> Like I said, so I, I could do enough Photoshop to get myself in trouble, right? And um, I, could, I could bang out something that would look like what I wanted it to look like, but it wasn't that helpful. And so for the beginning of this, there was uh, a saint, this guy Noah, that was working with us, uh, a good friend of Tommy's, that I think actually even more than I've ever been told, so this is a, this is a little bit my guess, I think that he was having to reconstruct almost everything I made in Illustrator. So it was actually a usable vector.
0: And, um,
1: and so I had taught myself Illustrator since then, which is also a whole mind blowing moment of like, Oh, holy shit, this is so much better. Like this is, this is absolutely made for what I've been doing instead of manhandling this other tool to do what I've been trying to do. You know, it's like opening a bottle with like a shovel versus, actually just having a bottle opener like oh right this is meant to do this um and takes very little effort and it's all great so that's been a huge help and so that's actually helped me also execute some of these ideas um quicker and like a little better turnaround a little better uh ability to to experiment without it being kind of exhausting or labor-intensive and so the hog water um I also don't have the best memory ever, and it's a couple rounds ago, so I'm trying to remember. But it is... I, I remember what it looks like, but I'm trying to remember the... It's almost it
0: like warhog. It's like a War... Yeah, it's like Warthog-esque with uh, almost... I think it looks like it has floaties. Yeah. It's like so, a very, like, so that was something light I, pink.
1: We wanted... Um, Tyler has a really kind of fun and slightly biting, which I find very fun, sense of humor. And he has some strong opinions on uh, beers, which... I'm sure most of your listeners probably do, too, and most even drinkers, kind of everyone probably. But he doesn't uh, – there have been some beers that have been highly touted that he that are just sort of watered down. And so he wanted to make a fully um, – a full-flavored but easy-drinking beer that was kind of his take on that without it being uh, compromising the quality of, of the brew. And so Hogwater was his tongue in cheek name to kind of poke fun at, uh, at that. And so we, I, so I, you know, I know that coming in and I don't need to make that a one-to-one for people. Um, but I want to make Tyler happy and I want to make him laugh or whatever when he sees it. So yeah. So we went definitely with like, instead of a cute pig, uh, a warthog, like a very kind of hairy verging on, uh, on on wild hog um and then sort of make it more accessible uh accessible is the wrong word but make it more approachable or whatever more playful with the swimmies um and then i i mean I, this is actually something that does transfer from my paintings to the cans i love um the bifurcation of of uh, image that happens when you are dealing with above and below water or ground or anything else. I mean, water especially because it has a little bit of distortion um, and, and discoloration. And, and aesthetically, I, f- I don't know why, but I find that immensely uh, pleasurable. You know, I, I often, I often really like that, and I think that uh, I could probably make up reasons of for it but I I don't know fully I I don't have it fully pinned down but I really like so we I you know am trying to keep colors to a manageable number um knowing that we're dealing with you know this is this is where the commercial side of things I'm not trying to make things difficult for the company like I want to make and I like actually I really enjoy restrictions um if you tell me it has to be this size and, you know, this many colors and, and this, then that's off to the races for me. I mean, if Blank Canvas is great. And I got no problem with that. It doesn't intimidate me. Um, but restrictions I do find to be a lot of fun. It it's almost kind of goes to the gaming thing, too. It's like, this is the game. Here are the rules. How do you win? Um, so I've been trying to keep. Uh, colors to an affordable, you know, we have, here's the pricing. How do we make these cans something that we're going to make sure that the company is still making money. Um, and yet it still speaks uh, high quality to, uh, it speaks to the high quality of, of uh, Blackhawks. So I think I was working with tra- uh, color restriction at that point, And so that's where some of the color palette came from. Um, and then I wanted to the initial idea actually was, to break up the pig, not linearly, but um, top and bottom. So we were going to try to, I was going to try to do this thing, which I might actually still someday try to pull off, which was we we're going to make the snout and the above water portions of the pig at the bottom of one can. And then the hooves and the belly and anything underwater at the top of the other can so that when six packs and things were stacked, it would have been, the, the, the line between the cans would have been the water line. And I still love the idea, but it was just pointed out that that's a way that we see the cans a lot in the brewery, but it's not a way that a lot of consumers are going to see the can, So that it might not end up reading um, right away. It just didn't seem like the most direct way to get the, the image that we were playing with across. Um, and I think something, like I said, it might still be if we find the right pattern, some way of doing something. Um, but like you were talking about with Instagram, you're thinking about these cans and how they're going to be seen. And I think that the whole being able to line them up in a row and see the full image is really cool. Um, and so how do you, you know, play with these different ways of seeing the can and the way that people are interacting with the can. But, you know, like, like it was pointed out to me sort of at the time that, very few people are going to buy multiple six-packs and have them stacked on top of each other. And so that payoff wasn't, I think, going to be worth it for me and us at that time. Like, that wasn't a disappointment to me. That was a reality that I think was well-played. And I think I can come up with something down the line where it'll function both not stacked and stacked equally, and then we can maybe try it then.
0: Well, I just like that you're yeah you're pushing the dimensions of that constraint. and You know, you're saying you like rules and you know whatever the limits are, you know color restrictions. But then you're still kind of pushing that, you know, with making it uh, to a different dimension. So I, I love to see that. I think it's I think that's really cool. Even then you're going back to to Instagram, one of the things I noticed, which I really like about your Instagram, and we'll have to maybe get a tutorial, is the is the the six pane picture, which I just think is really I think it looks really slick. I mean, if you go check out max on uh instagram you know it's it's one picture but there's he uses the the three the three uh across and makes one image with the you know a three by two and it just really it's really slick
1: yeah i think uh thank you i mean i've seen people who do it really well i've seen some accounts that strictly do that um and there's some that are really really good i think that like you're saying, I mean, like certain restrictions are just certain restrictions and that it's only, it's only a couple things. Like it's so many other ways to look at something that you're still boundless. So if you're looking to pay, if you're willing to pay attention to, you know, if you're, you can think either that you want this post to be beautiful. Um, and that can be the end of your thought. And those in that post, then your feed will probably also be beautiful because you know, there's a whole bunch of beautiful images. They're most likely going to be curated by you. So if I have a similar aesthetic, likely you're going to have a certain kind of feel for what your light source is so it's going to have most likely a uniform look it'll be great um or you can go and continue to push it so each one is hopefully great but then you go to the feed and the feed is also curated to be a different experience when you get there and like you're saying with the cans like there is some overlap there like we do want when one is lined up or you find this to happen like there's not a ton of trickery or a uh, trompe happening yet. I'm uh, not good enough yet, but we'll figure that out maybe down the line. But I do want, uh, I do like playing with how I can engage the can beyond the rules I'm given.
0: Yeah. I, I think that the can is, so, that's why that was kind of the epiphany of this whole thing. It was just canning in general it is pretty new to the, to the level we're at now because with with technology a simple technology of mobile canning or just canning being so much more affordable and environmentally friendly easily di- distributed mm-hmm. like in a lot of ways the the
1: better for the beer a lot of the
0: time right in, in many ways the yeah. fact that there's more cans now it's it's because it's it's just you can fit more in the truck it's 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 cheaper it's better for the beer it's not like yep. a dislike of glass i mean it's a it's a bottom line thing and so if you can Right. Do that, and it's just you know. And so that to me was like, wow, okay, Crowlers were coming out, and it wasn't like there's always been canned beer. It was just like, okay, now someone realizes that instead of putting this in a glass, I can put it in a can, and I can now mobilely do that, and you know, I still don't have to have a huge setup. So yeah, exactly. it's everything's about you know, kind of the rein, you know reinventing everything, which you know the the Netflix to the blockbuster or the Uber to the taxi cab, like there's still. You're still watching a movie. You're still getting from point A to point B. It's just done in a totally different yeah. way, which is, which is Completely great.
1: Completely agree. Yep, I agree.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. So it's a, it's a great period of time. Now, just from a nerd perspective, how do you? What what is your kind of when you're doing that with the the cuts? Do you have a a template that you use? Are you do you have how how are you making those you know those cuts for the three by twos or the you have a few three by threes up there.
1: Oh, on Instagram? Oh, yeah, there's yeah. an app, man. Are you kidding me? There's an app for that. Uh, initially, one of the I think if you go down in my feed, like almost towards the bottom, there is a uh, there's one nine pane square from a trip in Japan uh, where I'm doing my best Superman impression over some hotel beds, um, and that one I completely laboriously like brought into Photoshop. Cut down, exported as JPEG, put on my phone. I had seen it done by people before, and at that point, I didn't, I couldn't find an app that would actually do it. But now there's an app. I mean, I don't know these people. I have no interest in actually like advertising for them, but just for the fact of anyone looking to do this, there's an app called Giant Square, I believe it's called, and uh, it makes it dumb easy. Like you can choose whatever orientation (laughs) you want, like. And, oh, man, that's image great. In, and it'll export it right to Instagram if you want. I think you still have to post it. Um, but yeah, now it's 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 stupid easy.
0: All right. There
1: is, I mean, I, I don't know how, I haven't tried it with video because I have seen accounts that have done some really cool things where they also stack their videos um, and they'll just choose the right uh, front image so that when you're going to the feed, it also lines up over multiple squares. Then it actually will be video when you go there. So there definitely are other ways of pushing this beyond even well beyond anything I'm doing at this point.
0: Um, Yeah, that's wow. Yeah,
1: I I think I even think it might be something as terrible as like Lululemon. Not that they're terrible. I mean, they're great, but it's not part of my world. It just has nothing to do with my world. Uh, I mean, I'm grateful for yoga pants being in vogue. That is often awesome. But I think my wife liked that website and uh, what how cool their feed was.
0: Well, yeah, I think it's just amazing you're able to capture yourself flying. You know, gun full Superman. I mean, I think that that should be given more credit necessarily than yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's often talented friends, and then even that. I mean, at the time, we, we, we you know multiple takes and and uh, worked so much harder at it. And now, uh, you know, iPhone Seven Plus is here with the with the ability to shoot continuously or do the rapid fire shooting. Really makes it, everything is just awesome it's such a great time right now for uh like home creators or people just being able to make you know i that mean, we have 4k on our phones it's insane it's
0: awesome it is insane yeah it is insane i think just yeah and if it's something that it can't be done it's going to be like if if people innovate then it just becomes like it's amazing it just comes like a standard like i'm like right i have like Chrisley. shitty i have shitty phones from like uh, phone <laughs> pictures from like 2008 2009 like, I, you know, when I was in yeah. Europe and now I'm like, I'm excited. I'm going to go back in a month and I'm like, I can like take real pictures that maybe I can frame and like, you know, put in my home, you know? So it's pretty amazing.
1: Completely. I mean, imagine what your kids are going to be able to do. I mean, they, uh, how, I don't, how old are you?
0: Three. And, I have three. And, how old am I? Yeah. 38.
1: Right. Okay. We're same age. So when we were growing up, like in the very beginning, I think of us being kids, I think, uh, uh, video recorder was still mind blowing, right? and then those got to be handheld, but they're still expensive. so you still have you know, like in high school, it was amazing that my school had a couple of them, and they let us use them to try to make films and things, and so like that was awesome. um, and when they still had 16 millimeter eight millimeter, I've been mean, back to that school since, and there's no, no, no film anymore and uh but like you know what I mean like it's just it, it, I'm not saying to yeah. what I mean is.
0: No, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, like Four yeah.
1: people who have accessibility is just exploding. So, like, it went from you need to know somebody, somebody got a camera, and then, like, all you guys gathered around and, like, made bad, shitty horror movies in your garage to, you know, nowadays where your kids are going to be able to, like, make films that'll blow the quality of most, like, indie film when we were kids away, like, just on their phone. Like, edit everything in their phone, And I think that's going to lead to, I mean, it is leading to, I think just seeing a lot of uh, proliferation of creativity and creation and like just, it's, it's, I think it's pretty awesome. I think it's really awesome.
0: Yeah. I think that, yeah, yeah. I mean, just even the fact, right. I mean, I did radio for a while, you know, I did college radio and, you know, looked to do it professionally for like over 10 years and took a break and that's why I'm kind of back, but even just doing this, right. I'm, you know, order myself, uh, you know, a nice mic, running it through, you know, a Mac, recording it, you know, this, you know, and then producing it all, and then it's it's out there, you know, it's, I, I kind of, as I listen back to each episode with, you know, as I edit and everything, I, I realize I I repeat a few things, but just like the distribution model nowadays is just amazing, what's, what's able to be out there, and so I, that's really, it's just crazy to me, even just music-wise, right? You know, if we're yeah. trying to make a, a CD, I, I joked when I had my first, gateway which was like a massive machine you know that was like was so heavy to carry now i can have like a laptop you know ipads phones all these devices in my backpack and like not even be like strained you know and so if i wanted to download a song it would take three hours and i'd take up the phone line and hope you know that now i can get it in seconds on my phone right on a a plane on the way you know what i mean like this is yeah it's mind-blowing
1: yeah, and I feel like we're old fucks right now, but I <laughs> with this with this like, astounding like sounding, but but it's true. And it's when I was things, when I was a kid, yeah, right, exactly. But when I but but it does. It's a huge help because it means that I can do like I don't do that much creation on my phone. I do still a lot of it on a laptop, um, but I even had people laughing at me recently because I said, like I said, like I'll just hole up somewhere where I'm at and, and you know bang out something if it needs to get done, and so I don't. I haven't even gotten into the world of of the, of the tablet yet. I'm still working on my trackpad, um, creating, and it's doing just fine for me. I have no problem with it. In fact, I hadn't even thought about it until, uh, some friends were laughing at me recently, um, watching me do it. And so, but it is awesome. And I can, I can pull up my phone or I can use reference photos from my phone, um, that are incredible. Right. I mean, like, even for the, so for the ginger ninja, um, i shot my wife because i mean i love the woman but she's also the woman who's right here so i was like hey sit there and just do this um and it, you know ginger ninja is a beer that ties is you know, one of our it's one of our uh core core brands and it's a uh, beer that tyler actually created for his own wedding and named after his awesome beautiful wife who is a ginger and um we were talking you know I, one of my sisters one of the twins is like a six foot tall ginger who's amazing and um And so we were, when we were going through ideas and brainstorming and kind of, you know, uh, sometimes they help with that. Sometimes I'll just have them talk a lot about the details of the beer. So I can see what, um, you know, uh, instead of putting pressure on anyone to know what might inspire a good image, let them just talk and talk and I'll just take notes and something will click or become visual to me. And something about the ginger ninja that we were both, um, really, I mean, it was one of the few more times where we did talk about it—the uh, actual image a little bit more. And something that we kept, you know, kept coming back to is that we wanted, um, we wanted a badass redheaded woman on this can, and like not the the 80s, 90s Bud uh, Bud Light like, beer girl um, object, but like this awesome warrior woman. Um, someone that would speak uh, in a way that we were proud of to these women in our lives that are important, who are both, you know, strong and wonderful. And then, you know, having my wife sit, grouped her in on that too and she fits there perfectly. And um, we were really excited about it and it came out, we were really happy with how it came out. And then um, it has like, the response to that can has been a really incredible uh, ride for me because it 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 it's a very different um, response than I get in the fine art world. Like I get a really positive response, but there's a little bit more restraint. Or sometimes people will be uh, effusive about their their care for a piece or or how it connects with them. Um, but there's there's not sort of the fandom, and there there is this, or there's not people don't take it on as their own it's still sort of you know my piece that they have a feeling about where the ginger ninja has kind of become public. Uh, it's become public. And so people own that for themselves and really love it. And we see people rocking the shirts and, and, you know, if it comes up that I do the cans, I've had a lot of pretty great responses from um, women being like, you know, about how much they love that ginger ninja or love the ninja. and uh, That's been awesome. That's been something I I didn't really, uh, it wasn't something I was thinking about or making the can for that. We were making the can, like I said, to be a strong, awesome woman, but I didn't know that it would go kind of that far. And then we ended up coming in second to Creature Comforts, I think two years ago now, uh, on the NBC craft uh, March Madness beer label competition. I didn't say that right. Some of those words were out of order, but you know what I'm saying.
0: And that was awesome. I mean,
1: Conference is, is was at that point was so much uh, had such a wider range than we did. And I think we lost by less than a hundred votes out of thirty three hundred on I think both sides or something like that. Like we had an incredible showing of um, of support from from fans and people who liked it. and it was it felt it was like as an artist who does a lot of this shit on my own, and, and uh, I mean, I got Tommy and the guys but like as far as creation goes, it's me and headphones and a computer most of the time. Um, and so that was like the closest I ever felt to like being on a sport team, like there, you know, constant chatter throughout the day on social media and everything else, total support, all these people going out and hitting the street and for, and like sharing it and, and moving forward and getting these calls from people being like, we voted and like, we got all of our friends and all these you know, it was all, it was, it was a really, really, um, I don't actually know the right words for it because it's beyond awesome. It's, it's beyond like just warming. It wasn't just warming. Like I didn't realize that that community existed until the that. Lightning,
0: maybe, yeah, yeah.
1: And then when it did, it was just like kind of awe inspiring, or like it really made me take a step back and be, and I was really grateful, like to all these people and how much they actually care and to see like what uh, this design could do, you know. And this goes back to something we spoke about with that I, I've always felt um, is important. Understanding between Jason and myself is that food is important. Beer is like these things are, imp- this stuff is important. This is not just, uh, it's not just food, it's not just beer. This stuff is, this is what we, this is where we break bread and this is what, this is where relationships and things come from, and so different than saying beer is where babies come from which is uh i think also possibly an accurate statement at times but not yeah it's exactly. like
0: dessert that's like dessert yeah yeah it's like afterwards <laughs> right. yeah after yeah yeah
1: um so no, but, that, but actually,
0: yeah yeah. Special. I, yeah i think that's i think that's really great and that's i mean i've always enjoyed beer i guess I man just not that the quality that i do now but when i i had friends who from around the country and we we trade beer or just kind of, or I'll pick up stuff locally and share with them and they'll do the same. And so that, in that way it's a great way to keep in touch. But just, I have a cell, like people would sell their wine. I have a cellar in the basement and I keep beers that are bigger, you know, whether it be alcoholic you know, level. And you know, I know I can't drink myself. And so for, for me to reiterate or kind of build upon what you're saying, for me, it's a very much a communal aspect of it it's not about this, you know, there are some aspects of the beer community where it's, who, you know, where there's just kind of like competition, which it's weird. Like you're trying to have, who has the best beer, you know, or whatever, but that's not what it is for me, you know, whether it's sharing with, you know, my brother-in-law, you know, as he was going through grad school and, you know, he couldn't maybe afford, you know, this beer and, or, you know, and, or whatever. And, you know, I, you know, I, I had that ability, and so I, I, for me to share, it's always like when people are over, it's like, oh, you want to try this, and it's very, you know, for the Super Bowl every year, you know, break out a bunch of stuff, and we have folks who are beer folks and not beer folks, and try to you know introduce them or talk to them about it with my, you know, limited knowledge, and so for me, it's I I couldn't agree more. It's very much a, a communal aspect of my exist, you know, my my interest in this whole community, which is it is that. It's not necessarily like, oh, this beer is so tasty. Let me have eight of these tonight, you know. Right. That's, that's, probably, that's not really where where it works for me, you know. Occasionally, yep. that, 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 those are fun nights, too, you know. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah. So it's been uh, – it's really interesting, and I, I've really been enjoying talking to you. I think that your your perspective and just the way that you you know, expand upon some of these things that I, I've felt, you know, and just put them in a different light has been really, really interesting.
1: Thanks, yeah. man. I I, I love that your uh your research and you're you're just pushing forward with all this stuff. I do think that looking at uh I think it's looking at a perspective that will hopefully do that to for all of us, like often. You know, I mean I think there's a lot of people talking to brewers and they should continue to do that. I am by no means saying that, but like uh I think talking to the people who are doing art to try to interpret and Put that forward is always often going to be a different view. You know, we have a lot of meeting with the brewers and, uh, you know, if you can ever get one with Tyler, go to that one. You know, let the fatigue with brewers ever get to you. Tyler's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, I think that that your, your project and and your, your inspection and research is pretty awesome.
0: Well, yeah, thanks. now I have to ask, um, I have a couple more, but just, if you go to Instagram, and even if you're looking at the, the coffee milk style, it kind of has um, that, where this is going to lead, you have a seem you have an interest in, in paintball and maybe shooting your friends. Is there, is, is there, is that, is, uh, is, yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I don't, I don't want to leave this interview that, you know, you're Mr. Fine Art and, you know, with your, your pipe and, you know, with your smoking jacket. If you go there, I think oh, maybe no, that's no, part no. of your, 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 your pain threshold uh, series, but yeah, I was, I was definitely curious about that.
1: Yeah, so I um, I do think about the work that I'm making, uh, whether it be Blackhawk or fine art, a lot. And so I do try, do my best to be able to be articulate about what I'm into, and then also being able to say, I don't know right now. Um, so that may come off as heady. But yeah, if you go look at the work, uh, the Instagram and the work, most of that work comes from. We'll, I'll go out and shoot these things, like reference photo of these things. As kind of a, like a lot of the work is, that it's just an excuse for me to blow shit up. Like I still love doing this shit, but I'm a grown man, and it doesn't look as cute sometimes on a grown man. But if I paint for art, then I get away with a lot of stuff. So uh, I have, well, I try to have access to fireworks as often as possible. Um, and then, yeah, lately, uh, there, I want to do this series of watercolors that will eventually look like very delicate, um, beautiful abstractions. But the theory, the, there's no actual theory, but like the, the hypothesis or whatever is uh, can we shoot each other with paintballs and then use the, the photos of the bruises to make said delicate watercolors? Uh, so actually, as I'm sitting here right now, I have probably 14 relatively fresh as of last night um, paintball shots on my body, and there's a group of uh, great guys and girls who thankfully find this shit fun too. And uh, so it's not, I, I you know, so just I please excuse me paintball culture because I don't know that much about it. I, I
0: no, yeah, I don't either. I like
1: paintball. I'm more to any listeners that are out there. I, I sadly, uh, I know very little about the fun that can exist out on like the actual competition and we look forward to actually hopefully, you know, we've got guns now for this whole purpose. And so now we might go try to do that. Um, but, uh, sort of like we were speaking about, about the, the tolerance, the pay tolerance and then the tribal bonding. It's like, you know, the, the rush that comes, um, even from a non-lethal or non, you know, mostly non-bloody, uh, participation like the group is a blast and this guy these guys have been this is the so the first round um we went way too masculine like 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 uh pride and then we went skins and we got the very few bruises because it's broke skin mostly <laughs> so we were yeah, i was tough. gonna
0: say yeah you need yeah, like we, a shirt or something not
1: intelligent so then so then we troubleshoot you know this is the fun like this is tech, we are technically <laughs> troubleshooting our way towards bruises so then the next time we're like all right we're gonna wear shirts and, and we'll do it and so then we did that but then uh we kind of didn't get a lot of bruises including is like a couple great like i'm pretty i got some some uh ginger tendencies i'm pretty pale uh but we got a couple real like wonderful day walkers like super pale uh and they didn't even bruise like, these are people who like touch something and bruise i'm like god god damn it so last night we We uh, Actually, I got a new gun, and then the theory last night was we're going to keep the the shirts and sweatshirts on, but go for uh, closer range and multiple shots to the same place. And there will be some images coming up soon. It was was a great time, as usual, but it ends up being a ton of fun. And so trying to figure out ways that this can translate to more than uh, Jackass, and not anything wrong with Jackass. I actually love the show. Uh, but they've already done it, and they did that really well. And so how does the, the deeper uh, research then become the, – or the deeper sort of meanings behind that stuff, how do you make that a little more uh, forward while keeping the fun? So, yeah, absolutely. There, uh, we came up with a game that was – we wanted to see if a Roman candle had enough of a mass in its in, in its explosion that you could redirect it with a baseball bat. So we created Roman Candle Baseball, which I think I've seen on YouTube now since, and I'm not claiming to have created it for other people, but we definitely created this like out of our own interest and then have seen that other people have done the same. Uh, and those things come pretty fast. So we ended up ditching an actual baseball bat because we even had a couple pretty good baseball players but couldn't get it around fast enough. So we went with uh, that fat, wiffle ball like the kids with ball back yeah. right, a little bit more of uh the odds on our side of making contact and the answer is that there is actually something you can make contact with we you know it wasn't often but every once in a while we were able to to redirect it and knock it in a different place looks pretty awesome and so right now with the work i'm actually just documenting a lot of stuff and trying to figure out uh what comes next or how it turns into something uh amazing hopefully eventually but we'll see that might we gotta still get there
0: all right well i'm definitely intrigued uh i was gonna ask if if there's is it a you have to be be shot to shoot is that how it works is that is that the is that the give and take of it
1: yeah in the studio yeah we try not to have um onlookers <laughs> every once in a while i yeah. you know it's, it's not for an audience it's not performative it's 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 for you know for us and so Uh, every once in a while, uh, there'll be like one or two people there. Like my wife will come who does not enjoy, uh, she enjoys being there, but does not want to be hit. Uh, but she's also great with the camera. So that is the only kind of caveat we'll make the excuse for is if somebody is able to perform a function there, you know, that that's, that's leading towards the end and then there'll be you know minor forgiveness. Uh, but last night, yeah, last night everybody, and as often as possible, everybody's involved. Um,
0: awesome. Well, well, I, I might regret saying this, but if there's a short list, I, I for some odd reason I'm very curious, and I would be willing to <laughs> give 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 <laughs> and take. I don't know. And I'm very pale, so I'm definitely a bruiser. So I don't know if that, <laughs> right, that, know dude, that ups my stock. Great. Yeah, I, I will don't know.
1: Let you know as we go. I think that uh, yeah, I, we're we're already cooking up some of the next um activities. So I, I would definitely keep you in the loop
0: excellent excellent and then uh lastly you were mentioning you know when you're creating just with your headphones in the studio what do you what are you listening to what kind of what kind of music you know gets uh Uh,
1: it ranges greatly uh there's a couple albums that are always good to me like um j roddy walton and the business any of their albums are always great um specifically though the first album. Which has "Brave Man's Death" on it was one of my favorite songs. Um, and then there was a band that only existed for one album. Uh, who I love the lead singer's voice. Uh, Woo Life, was Wu Life, who's W U space L-Y-F. Uh, I really like that album and like that album a lot. And it gets played a lot. Anything by the National, I really like. Um, the new Kendrick Lamar is pretty great. I don't usually like Drake, but his new album is really good and it's also really mellow. Um so it gets to see in the background a lot. There's a band called Do Make Say Think. Um they have one called Winter Hymnal that has been uh it's probably the most listened to album on my iPod. Um It Even I yeah, even that, Max,
0: even that, even you saying your iPod, right? Our kids Yeah, are I don't I'm talking old. About?
1: I'm I'm aware yeah. that I'm I don't I don't stream, I can't figure that out yet. I really like access um, to the come music. On. I want, I want the music uh, I want. I want it right at my fingertips, and I want to play those things. And so, uh, I know oh, I there we old. go. I don't
0: I don't have to get shot. I can have a purpose. I can teach you how to stream music. <laughs> there, there, you we go. Go. <laughs> there you go. But no, Spotify, not to plug again, we're not trying to plug yeah. anything here. We, but the, I don't know I if know, it's a newer tell feature.
1: Me. Me. But tell me to I need to, yeah, learn that.
0: Well, no, just yeah, because the 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 kicker for me for a while was not getting it was that when I travel, if I'm on a plane or somewhere and I couldn't hear a song, but now you just click a, a button and it down like it downloads an offline version for you. So that's been that that was the that was the end all be all, you know. So we just tie that right into our Amazon Echo again. I'm plugging all these commercial products, which I'm getting right. nothing in return for. But yeah, it's just you know, it, I was just more excited. Yeah, I was more excited. Do yeah. makes they think
1: yeah. that the winter hymnal album is really great. And then, uh, Johan Johansson or something. Uh, I, I feel terrible. He's a great artist. I just, I don't know how to pronounce it correctly, but he has an album called Orphee. It's more recent. O-R-P-H-E-E, I think. And that one also is, and that one is, uh, that and the do makes they think a really beautiful kind of all orchestral or just sound. And, uh, they, they, they work deeply for me, like I can just listen to those on repeat without ever noticing that they're on repeat. And I'm just, I can zone out to those. And that's where sometimes like the Kendrick or certain other things. Um, I love Vince Staples, he's an amazing rapper. and I think he makes great songs and great albums. Uh, but sometimes I get to the, the, the voice and the, and the lyrics can distract me every once in a while. Like it depends on sort of where I'm at in the creation process uh, and how much, I, how much I have to focus or if i'm just uh at that point banging out you know like making the vectors or like separating layers or something if it's menial work then it doesn't matter but if i'm still concentrating on creating the line work or creating uh individual things and I, I i often need something that'll fall behind but still keep a a pace for me
0: I mean, yeah it makes sense because sometimes the lyrics you get so into them you're, you're trying to hear them that you I mean, you're you're um, allocating extra brain function to something else, and it takes you away from where you were. Yeah,
1: and then I mean, even to continue to to dig my my elderly grave, I actually there is a place where I'm really starting to do well that I just do books on tape, or or no, they're not even called that anymore, audiobooks, audible. Okay, I've and that's like a separate half of my brain. That's really easy for me to keep up with without being distracted.
0: Yeah, I've that yeah that's an area I'm looking to dive into. Like my wife is like Rain Man. She reads like a book in like a couple hours, and like I'm, <laughs> and then then it takes me like weeks. And it's like it's just yeah. Like this doesn't sound it make me sound very manly, but like on our honeymoon, I think she read like a. At least a dozen books like and that was like and so everyone's,
1: yeah but that was probably heaven for her right oh
0: yeah she literally ran out of books and then there was books in the suite like in the place where I, in Jamaica and she was just <laughs> like I'm just gonna read this book and I'm like "On oh, my one book I'm like hun, i I'm almost done the book I brought and she's like oh great <laughs> like like they like a tap a dog on the head it was like oh very I'm really proud of you you know I'm like she teaches seventh grade so I felt like I was one of her you know, getting placated like oh good job <laughs> there johnny you did you didn't fail that test good job yeah so i, I, I awesome. yeah so that's that's my that's what i'm hoping i think
1: audiobooks are amazing personally oh good i think they're all awesome. good
0: well that's all i needed to hear max you you've yet to lead me astray yep. so i'm definitely uh i'm
1: that's well i mean all right so here's the only distinction i would make and it's gonna be a really nerdy distinction but i think that uh i i would not listen to like classic literature Unless you're never going to get to it. If you're never going to get to it and read it, then go ahead and listen to it. But I do think there's still something about reading the book and being able to see sentence structure and how they've created things. And like when, it, like, when you're looking at that kind of artistry, like when you're looking at uh, Nabokov or something like that, that's like just genius, I do think you take it in better reading it and taking your time and going ahead and taking months to do it. But if it's like if you're just looking to like, get the story, then totally. And I think that most books you're totally fine with just getting the story.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I mean, and then again, to sound old, when I was managing a band, we did a, we made, you know, we made that choice, creative choice to do it on analog tape. And that was like crazy. Like that was, so I totally understand what you're saying, but yeah, the the way the books are just laid out, even the spacing now, it's just like, it's, you know, I think we're lucky if people break things up into paragraphs anymore. So. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you and i, I think we'll have our canes and we'll sit on the porch you know and just like you know with yeah, our cardigans we'll and you shoot know.
1: each other with a paintball while we stream music. right
0: exactly yeah maybe yeah i'll be the yeah i'm down <laughs> with that yeah uh, we'll, we'll take turns each shot you get to pick a pick another song so
1: that sounds great
0: max is the the. we've been doing this now this is carry the two versus like our i think our 14th or 15th interview and this is you know the longest it's gone and it's been a really natural experience speaking with you i you know not blowing smoke up your ass i really i really did enjoy the joy speaking with you your perspective has uh enlightened me um like i said before i'm going i'm going to amsterdam for actually i get to go for work in a month so a few museums i, th- oh, no I think that i'm gonna you know have a little more appreciation just walking through and checking things out looking at my you know, the three different views of everything. And so uh, um, I'll definitely pick your brain offline on some spots. And I think like I said, I, I do appreciate it. I mean, been a, I hope we can uh, either get a paintball shot in or just uh, have a beer at some point in the future.
1: <laughs> I would enjoy that, man. I, I, I'm i grateful to you for uh, your interest in, in calling us up and, and what you're doing here. And thank you. This has been a blast. All
0: right. Yeah, no, I think that, I, think that, uh, I don't know. Now more than ever, I think just what you know, you have to try to put something out there to you know impact or make change in a positive way, and I think that art is is really important. You know, not only just for for me and for others, but just you know with all the way down to the school level and just how, how it influences things, and I think that uh, it's really important. So hopefully, uh, folks take something away from it, and you know, obviously, it's even better that it goes with uh, with good beer. So it's a it's a win win for everybody. Well, I agree all right man well I will uh, I'll keep you updated on everything like I said this was is, this is great um, I really look forward to getting this out to the world and uh, seeing you on the paintball course
1: yeah man sounds great all right
0: until next time thanks Max
1: thanks AJ all right bye
0: I'll talk to you bye t- bye and there you have it folks Max Toth Black Hog 16 ounce canvas getting at ya Hopefully you enjoyed the episode As of press time And this might be poking the bear a little bit We've not heard from Max about getting shot at So that's all good My skin is still pale as ever SPF 100 That is a real thing It's kind of like putting Elmer's glue on your skin But it does work Keeps me Nice and pale baby fresh want to thank everybody once again for listening to the 16 Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We're having a great time doing this. We're going to keep bringing it to you each and every week. Like I said before, and we'll continue to say it again. If you are an artist, if you know an artist, or if you play one on TV, feel free to reach out to us. AJ, that's me. AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. You'll reach out. We'll talk. Who knows? Maybe we'll feature on a future episode. We thank everybody for all their participation. We thank those who have taken the time out of your busy schedules to bring us along with you during your adventures. And for those of you who've heading on over to iTunes and left us a review, or just clicked on the stars, five is the way to go. But we do appreciate it. it helps to get the word out. It helps to bump us up on the search ranks. There's actually engines. They call them search engines. And then you optimize. So search engine optimization. So all the cool kids are calling it SEO. For the GeoCity pages with their Excite.com email addresses. It is much appreciated. I enjoyed talking to Max. Liked his, his perspective on things. Liked the fact that we're the same age. He sounds like he's not as adept with technology as yours truly. So, but I can't draw for shit, so... You win some, you lose some. I can work a Mac, but I can't draw a mural. So, who's going to win that one? Regardless, I think it was great. Makes me appreciate that, especially the local brewery here in Connecticut. Need to get up there and have a few, meet the guys. Looking forward to that. You can check, check Max out on his website, maxtoth.com. MaxToth, Hit us up on 16ozcanvas.com. Also, 16 OZ Canvas, which is. Short for 16-ounce canvas, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So get the word out, tell a friend, get in touch, and have a great weekend. We thank you once again for listening. Until next time, I'm AJ. I'm your host. See you soon.